Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a hairdo and a suit. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. One of my oldest friends is this old guy named Randy. He cracks me up. He's, he's kind of like a guru in a lot of different ways, but he came from a different time. It, it was really clear. I mean, he's in his, I think he's like almost 70, and he's, a, he's an older guy. He got married when he was pretty young. So we're talking, he got married like 45 years ago or something like that in his early 20s. And he showed me this picture of, of him on his wedding day. And before he showed it to me, he was like, okay, now look, you got to realize, you got to remember the times that we were in at the time. <laughs> it's like, I feel like you're speaking in riddles, but okay, man, no, no problem. I don't care. So he shows me this wedding picture and the suit he's wearing is so fantastic. It is this like light gray, but not light, light gray. It's like kind of medium light gray. It's got like tails on it. And you just look at it and you wonder what in the hell were you thinking when you put that on? He said, ah, you know, you gotta, you gotta remember the times. And he kept saying this and I'm like, I'm trying to remember the times. I don't remember any time looking bad was like a thing. <laughs> but again, his idea was like, you gotta just, you gotta work with me here a little bit. Then I always cracked up about it because he just, he looked terrific. And I actually, I actually thought about my suits that I wore to like homecoming and junior prom and stuff when I was when I was in high school. And a lot of those suits I really dug the white jacket. I don't know why the white jacket with the black slacks was a thing, but I man, I really dug it. And I always wore vans. So it was like white jacket, black pants, vans on my feet brand new, and I was looking good. I was looking good. It was my style. And looking back on it now, it's just like good. God, man, who let me go out of the house looking like that? It was painful. It was painful, I got to be honest. And I think we're all destined to go through these experiences where we look at ourselves in the past and know, oh my gosh, I looked really bad. I thought I was rocking. It was like the cowboy hat, the cowboy boots, and a Speedo running around my backyard. But I was seven. You know, you got to remember, you got to remember the times. And... And we just watched, my boys and I and my wife, we just watched the films Despicable Me. Despicable Me 1, 2, 3. These are fantastic films. We had never seen them before. And we, we were having a really rough week. So on Saturday, we actually watched all three of them in a row. Please don't judge me. After lunch, we watched Minions. But we were, we were just zonked. The week has been so rough. And having the kids trapped in the house because the air quality has been super tough. There's just so much going on that we needed a day off. We needed a veg day, and the boys really needed a veg day. So we went, we went after it. We went hard. We, we enjoyed ourselves. And one thing that was really clear is that I think it was in Despicable Me 3. There, there's this guy... Uh, rat something or other and he's portrayed as this childhood actor who played this evil villain that was a brat and and super terrible and annoying and super petty and stuff but then instead of 
playing that. He was like this Hollywood actor in the movie. Instead of playing it as he hit adolescence, he actually became this supervillain that was terrible. But he was from the 80s. That was the funny thing. He was from the 80s. So he had this earring in his left ear. He had this absurd hair, which was hilarious. He would do like breakdance fighting. He was always chewing bubblegum and blowing these big bubbles and blowing people up. And of course, one of his big moves was he had this guitar that also had a piano on it. And he would like, you know, blast people out of the out of the place with like this mega weapon of a guitar. And going through it, my wife and I were dying because it was so well done because it was so classic 80s. You know, you had Michael Jackson, you had big hair and you had these horrific dance moves and and just seeing that juxtaposed to, you know, more contemporary, albeit cartoony, but contemporary life where they have, you know, like lasers and stuff and he's just jumping around. He's got a disco ball. He's throwing glitter everywhere. Man, it was great. But one thing that kind of tripped me out, one thing that really cracked me up was as I thought about it, and I thought about Randy in his gray suit with the tails on it, and I thought about me in my in my goofy white shirt, I realized, look, it is fair to say we will always be able to look back on ourselves and say, gosh, what were you thinking? That's totally fair. And that's, that's commonplace to think about, right? That's easy. Everybody can look back and say like, wow, I was running around. Why did I think that was good looking? But what's unique about this film and the hair that this guy has is the hair didn't represent just one bad decision that Brad made or Brad Brat, whatever his name was. That's the thing. This represented an era. This represented the 80s. It represented a decade where you were part of this larger social, you know, clothing experience. And it was so out there, right? Like you had the big hair bands, you had, you know, punk, or excuse me, not punk rock, but actually um, grunge started becoming a thing in the late 80s, early 90s, which is kind of interesting. But you had these big hair bands and these metal bands and, and all kinds of people making crazy money on Wall Street. And there was just a distinct feel and a style. And it was so unique. It wasn't like, hey, part your hair down the middle instead of parting it on the right. It was literally huge, huge acid watch jeans and fanny packs and all kinds of ridiculous bubble gum. And it struck me as I was watching this movie, like, you know what? People in the 80s, they had some balls. They had some guts. They are actually known for something now. Like... I've, I'm old enough that I've been to parties that are that are the classic, like, oh, come dressed like you're in the 90s. And it's like, okay, Kurt Cobain, throw on some goth stuff. You know, I mean, if you have a mall nearby, go to Hot Topic and buy some kind of stupid bracelet with spikes. But that was really it. The 90s didn't really do much. And the 70s, it's like, 60s, everybody knows. Free love, hippie, let's get some tie-dye. I respect the 60s. You're a little crazy, but I respect you. The 70s have very little. 80s were so out there. And then 90s was like, meh. 2000s, meh. 2010s? What, I mean, what do we have? 
an economic crash? I mean, what do we have now? Joe Rogan and Post Malone? Don't get me wrong, I love Rogan. And fine, Posty's fine. I listened to a couple of his songs, a little whiny, but fine. We got Kanye, but what is Kanye? Kanye's not like the big hair bands of the 80s where they had like pyrotechnics and stuff. And I feel like the 80s were so grand that people have been afraid to step out like that since. They went so big. They went so hard. Dudes were getting perms and all, all kinds of things. People went for it in the 80s. They had some guts. They tried different things. Men got pierced ears like crazy, like mullets and stuff. God bless them. And I just feel like that perhaps if people... If people were just not so afraid of being immortalized as having bad taste, then maybe we could take a little bit more chances with things. Right? Maybe we do our hair ridiculous. Like, maybe we wear some stupid brand of jeans. I don't know. Maybe we start getting our ears pierced again. I don't know. That's not the point. My, it's not my responsibility to predict what kind of horrendous fashion will come into play. I'm just trying to point out that as much as we make fun of the 80s, as much as we give them a hard time for having the most ridiculous neon BS swatch watch, as much as that's true, they also had some guts. We throw 80s parties. We celebrate the ridiculousness of the 80s. We celebrate them. The people who went out on limbs and did jazzercise and had leg warmers. We do that now. They have made a mark on American culture. And you know what? As of right now, I think you'd be a fool to say that the 2000s and 2010s have made a mark on American culture. We have been marred with just political distress and frustration and anxiety and polarization and xenophobia and you know, build the wall, don't build the wall. God, we can't have a single conversation. We have Facebook. That's it. You know what we'll be known for? We'll be known for looking at our phones. That's it. And yeah, you get some work done when you look at your phone. That's fine. I'm not going to take that away from you. But you'll be kidding yourself if that, if you think that's as awesome as a giant hairdo, an earring, and a fanny pack. So tomorrow when you're getting dressed, maybe take some chances. Maybe kick it old school. Because guess what? At the very least, the 80s had some old school things worked out. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.